This is Talent Everywhere for May 2018, expressing gratitude in distributed teams. Welcome to the Talent Everywhere podcast for leaders building high-performing teams in our fast-changing world. Here are your hosts, Chris Pudney and Gihan Pereira. Hi, Gihan. How are you? I'm very well, Chris. How are you going? Yes, I'm, I'm well, and um, it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast together. Yeah, it has. Um, I guess for a variety of reasons. Uh, I've been traveling quite a bit. Um, you've had a whole bunch of stuff on, uh, including school holidays and uh, other things. So it has been a while. So I th- I'm really interested in today's topic, Chris. Uh, and I know it was, it was uh, the idea came from an event that we both attended recently. That's right. You invited me along to uh, the Business Accelerators Mastermind Group that you and Shane Kempton run. Um, It was a few months ago. It was really good. I got a lot out of it, Gihan, so I'm going to express gratitude and say thanks very much for that invitation. It was uh, a really good morning. And one of the the presenters uh, at the Mastermind Group was Lois K. Smith, who I think you've known for quite some time. Mm. Lois runs Career Wisdom, which is a careers coaching business, and she started her presentation with the results of a a survey that she'd come across that described some of the reasons why workers leave their jobs. And the the usual usual suspects appeared in the list. I think there were things like not getting enough pay and lack of opportunities for promotion and career development and inflexible work arrangements, so no surprises there. But um, one of the things that surprised me at least was um, that people sometimes leave their work because they feel they're not getting enough recognition or rewards. They don't feel that they're appreciated in the work that they do. Yeah, and this is quite interesting for me at the moment, Chris, because I've just employed a new personal assistant, executive assistant, business manager, Sarah, and I know she'll be listening to this podcast episode uh, later. So hi, Sarah. Um, So it's really important. It's really important that it's not only the the tangible things like uh, money and uh, what's on your business card and your job title, but it's things like this, like recognition, reward, and appreciation. And as we were thinking about this and I was, as I was preparing for this, Chris, I remembered this quotation, I think a story that my dad told me many years ago about law, a lawyer, Clarence Darrow, who's a, a very famous lawyer um, from about 100 years ago. And after he won a Did case for him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my dad isn't listening to this podcast, so he can make comments like that. <laughs> Um, so he, after he won a case for a client, she said to him, oh, Mr. Darrow, how can I ever show my appreciation? And uh, he replied, ever since the Phoenicians invented money, there's only been one answer to that question. <laughs> but that's not strictly true. It's funny, but it's not true anymore, especially now. It's not the only way to express grat- gratitude. And for many people, it's not even the best way to do it. And in her presentation, Lois talked about the importance of business owners, leaders, leaders, and managers expressing gratitude to their team members and, and of course, to everybody else, but specifically uh, for, their, for their team members, their employees. And uh, sh- the, the guidelines that she used were, were based on Gary Chapman's famous book, The Five Love Languages, and uh, she, she cleverly twisted that and she talked about the five languages of gratitude. And that got us thinking, um, how can you go about expressing gratitude for your team members when 
when you're managing and leading a distributed team with uh, specifically the people who aren't in the same office as you. So how do you say thank you to them appropriately uh, and also make sure that it's done in a way that everybody in the team feels that they're being handled fairly. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but before we do that, before we look at specifically uh, your remote workers and how you uh, express gratitude to them, let's talk about very briefly uh, why it's important, why gratitude uh, and recognition are important. Yep, let's do that, Gihan. So look, I think the, the first place to start is with the workers themselves. So we've already mentioned, uh, as Lois revealed in her survey, that one of the main reasons for people leaving their jobs, quitting their jobs, is because they're not getting that reward and recognition that, that makes them feel good. So that, that, that should be reason enough to make sure that expressing gratitude is part of your team's culture. And, and the reason for that is, you know, people, if they feel appreciated, then that makes them happier and happy workers are the kinds of people who want to stick around in your team. It's a great way of retaining your good workers. So it's it's good for the individual members of your team. And then it's also uh, good for the team as a whole, not just for the individuals, because when you express gratitude, that's a great way of strengthening the connections between your team members. Uh, it helps to build this idea that um, you've got a shared purpose, you're working together towards common goals. Um, and in distributed teams, that's particularly important because building connections between uh, members of teams who are working in different offices, some people are at home, some people might be externals, uh, that can be, uh, that, that requires more work. And so expressing gratitude helps to build those connections. And that's particularly important in this kind of team. And it's not just a matter of you as, say, the manager or leader of the team uh, practicing experience expressing gratitude. Uh, that's, that's good, but uh, it's even better if everyone else in your team can be expressing, expressing gratitude towards each other. So you want it to be part of your team's culture. So you as a team leader, you need to lead by example. You need to be intentional and authentic in the way that you express gratitude and encourage the rest of your team to do likewise. And I think this is a really important point, Chris, about uh, what your team does, uh, because uh, I came across some Harvard research a few years ago now, but they were talking about not specifically gratitude, but they were talking about praise and positive comments and, of course, gratitude as well. And that research suggested that the top performing teams give each other praise more than five times as much as they criticize or even offer recommendations and suggestions. So you really want to. It's not just a 50-50 every time I praise you. It gives me, the, it gives me one ticket to, to complain or criticize you. It's not that. It's five times. And I've seen other research that says it's even more than that. So it's a, a greater than a five-to-one ratio. So it's a, like seven or eight-to-one ratio. Um, so expressing gratitude is, as you say, really important if you want to have a cohesive and a high-performing team. Um, and the other thing is it's good for you as well. So we talked about it's good for um, the people who receive the gratitude and the rest of the team, but it's good for you as well. There's some studies that show that there are strong links between expressing gratitude and your own emotional well-being. Um, so so do this. Say thank you often. And it doesn't only have to be at work. Uh, it can be elsewhere as well because it's good for your mental health as well. Absolutely. Yep. So we've said it before and we say it again with your out-of-office team workers or your remote team workers and you really got to be careful that they're not out of sight out of mind so when it comes to your remote team members the the principle of expressing gratitude 
absolutely applies, but it's also about making them feel included and being part of the team. And we'll talk about some specific things a little bit later, uh, but just keep in mind that expressing gratitude is not only for the people that you see every day in the office with you, it's your remote full-time or part-time workers, but also people like freelancers who are often seen as outsiders to the team. But if you bring them into the team and you express gratitude for their work, they become, uh, they, they feel more included in the team. Yeah, you're right, Gihan. That that's important because often those those externals and those freelancers are people with whom you want to develop a long-term and ongoing relationship. You're not might not be working with them full time. Um, so if you treat them much as you would the rest of your team, your permanent team members, then that's going to go a long way towards developing a strong and lasting relationship with uh, freelancers and the like. Um, but it's all about, yeah, tr- treating people equally and including them in, in uh, all sorts of things, including the ways that you express gratitude. Because if you don't, then it's you, you run the risk of creating resentment or an us versus them mentality. So, you, you know, you're taking out... Um, taking out the in-office team to, to lunch, but you're not doing anything com- uh, comparable for the people who are working remotely who you can't take out for, for drinks after work. So it's all about that uh, gen- creating a cohesive and coherent team, st- uh, team culture, and that means including everyone in your team uh, in all sorts of things, including uh, expressing gratitude towards them. Uh, I remember you telling me a story about this, Gihan, like if you've got an in-office team and you might have some token of appreciation for, say, the sale, the person who does the best sales for the month, give them a trophy, and, and that works well because everyone else in the office can, can see that they've got the trophy, they've got that award, and they can bask in its reflected glory. But if you've got a distributed team, then something like a trophy isn't going to work well because even if you did send it to someone who's working remotely, no one else gets to see it. So those kinds of systems of reward and recognition aren't going to work particularly well uh, when you've got uh, a distributed team. So that's uh, that, that principle of inclusion uh, is important. And another one that we need to consider when it comes to expressing gratitude is to recognise that people are different in all kinds of ways, and that includes their preferences around how they receive praise and recognition and rewards. So what that means is that you need to understand those preferences for each of your individual team members. So you as a team leader or manager have to get to get to know them well, understand what their preferences are so that when it comes to expressing gratitude, you do it in a way that's personalized for them. And it's much more effective in that, in that way. Yeah. And one example of this is the the way that you praise people, Chris. I, I, I remember way back when I was first learning public speaking, uh, I was a member of both Rostrum and Toastmasters. And uh, one of the pieces of advice I remember hearing was that when you give feedback to people, praise in public, criticize in private. And I reckon that's a pretty good guiding principle that most people uh, or many people like the public praise and they would like those recommendations and suggestions done in private because they don't want to be embarrassed in front of everybody. But that's not universally true. So some people do like to be publicly praised, but others, just they just don't want that limelight and they can be embarrassed by that. Um, they don't want to be the focus of attention. And some remote workers, this is not universally true, but some of them do choose that kind of work style because they, they prefer to work in isolation or do their work quietly and competently without being the center of attention. Now, don't assume that's the case, but don't also assume that they're going to love and revel in the limelight. 
And with many diff uh, modern distributed teams, because you have people who are working from all around the world and who come from different ethnic cultures, there are some cultural sensitivities to be aware of as well uh, when it comes to expressing gratitude. Um, in some cultures, people want to be seen as humble and they don't like the praise. Um, in others, the giving and receiving of gifts is done in a, a very different way. There may be more ceremony around it or it may be you know, seen in different ways that uh, if I give you a gift, then suddenly you have an obligation to me and that puts pressure on you rather than it being something that you can just take uh, without any strings attached. Yep. Very good, Gihan. All right. So look, we've, we've spoken about why it's important to express gratitude and making sure that you include all of your team members in recognition and praise um, and understanding that different team members will appreciate different things. So what we'll do next is talk about the, the different ways that we can express gratitude and in particular how to apply that in the context of distributed teams. And here's where we're going to sort of riff on lowest case myths uh, idea of the five gratitude languages and just briefly I'll, I'll cover them so the five are words of affirmation gifts acts of service quality time and physical touch so we'll take them each in turn and um, we'll speak about them good okay so let's start with the first one chris words of affirmation and i think this is the one that most people would think of first this is just saying thank you so express your gratitude in your written written and verbal communication so thanks say thank you good job well done in your emails, in your phone calls, in your team meetings, uh, wherever you get the chance to do that. It costs nothing. And these are all things that you can do easily enough with your distributed teams and with your remote workers as well. The, the one thing I'd say is be really specific about it because it's very difficult, especially in written communication, for people to infer the tone um, behind any communication. So, um, for example, I generally, when I'm replying to an email, I, the first thing I say is I say, thanks for your email. And it's very easy to start that way. But that thank you is not really me sincerely expressing gratitude for that email it's just a courtesy it's just an etiquette for me to start that email so um, there are other times where you might say something that is meant to be sincere but people will just read it and and just see it as a throwaway line so um, the way around that is to be specific so when you thank somebody say thank you for this if it wasn't already clear from the context so make it really clear that you're singling out this situation this behavior their performance and you're thanking them for that um, and you have to be a little bit more careful about that when you're dealing with your remote team members especially in any written communication than you would with your in-person team because they they gather the the tone and the intent from your uh, non-verbals as well. Yep, that's right. And something you touched on before, Gihan, about uh, thanking in public or praising in public and criticising in private, um, thanking people in, in public, uh, especially in something like a team meeting, which uh, works is good in a distributed team context, is especially valuable because not only does the, the individual who's receiving the praise or the gratitude get to receive it, but the rest of the team gets to witness it as well. So it's, it's much more powerful. Uh, it's also a good way for you to model that, that behaviour that you want the rest of your team to adopt. So you expressing gratitude is good, but the rest of your team doing likewise is, is great and that's what you want to aim for. You want that to be part of your team's culture. Um, and also with your praise, make it intentional and um, authentic. So make it proportionate to the task that's been done. So don't be effusive in praise for a relative simple task because then it might come across as sarcastic or overblown. So you want to, you want to make it proportionate. Um, and 
as you said, be specific before Gihan. So if you make it relevant to the work that's been done, um, then especially in a, in a team context, you can say, you know, what was done, uh, how they did it, why it was particularly valuable, how it contributes to the bigger picture of the project that your team's working on. Then the rest of the team uh, get, it helps the rest of the team develop a sense of, that they're all working together. They've got a shared sense of purpose and they're working towards common goals. Great. Okay. So where's the cheap? <laughs> they are. <laughs> We're cheap, but they're important, of course. Uh, but let's move on to the second one. And the second way you can express gratitude is through gifts. So sometimes people appreciate being thanked by something more tangible than just words. So don't ignore the words, but you may want to offer something as well. And just be careful in distributed teams, this is not necessarily as easy as you might think. And it might take a little bit more effort to offer physical rewards um, in a distributed team compared to your in-office team members. So first of all, if you, as, as you've already mentioned, Chris, if you're going to send trophies, well, they may not even work in a um, distributed team environment. So just think carefully about the gifts that you're going to send. And then if you're going to send the gifts, just consider the cost. So there's a cost of the gift. There are postage costs. There are a currency costs. So what's a gift worth elsewhere? So if you spend $20 on a gift in some, in some places, that $20 gift is worth a lot more than in other places. Um, in some places, just a gift itself, it could be a $2 gift, but the fact that somebody has got a gift and they're showing it off in their home to their family and friends um, counts for a lot. Um, that said, digital gifts are becoming more common now um, and they might be a better option. But be careful when you offer things like vouchers because it may sound great to send somebody a voucher that they can spend it whenever they want to. Um, but you've got to be careful when you ch uh, about how you choose things like uh, digital vouchers. So first of all, obviously, you want to choose something appropriate for the person, which means you need to know something about what they value in their personal life. And uh, when you're thinking about gifts for your remote team members, you might be surprised to find how little you know about them because quite often you deal with them and you build trust because of their competence and their professional performance. And you may not know whether they're an iPhone or an Android user. You may not know whether they like electronics or high fashion. Uh, so it may be difficult for you to choose that, that kind of voucher um, and even really popular vouchers that you think, oh, well, everyone uh, will love this doesn't necessarily uh, hold for everybody. And Amazon.com gift cards are an example. Um, I've discovered that uh, if you get a gift voucher from Amazon.com, but you are signed up to Amazon.com.au, uh, those aren't interchangeable. So the, the voucher becomes useless. Um, lots of people use Apple and uh, I, they love iTunes vouchers, but not everybody does. So iTunes vouchers might be wasted to somebody uh, on somebody who's not an Apple user. And I remember once a client uh, thanked me for referring them to uh, speak at somebody else's conference. And they, they phoned me up and said, oh, well, oh, thank you very much for this. And uh, do you go to the movies often? And I said, no, I don't really. And uh, <laughs> three days later, a movie voucher appeared in the, in the mail. So even though I told him that we don't really go to the movies much, the, the last thing about vouchers is that if you give a fairly like a prosaic voucher, say to um, Woolies or to Big W, then there's a risk that some people could could even take offense at it, even if it wasn't intended. You know, they go, yeah, I spent, I stayed up three nights in a row to do this and all I got was a $20 Woolies voucher and um, it might send the wrong message. So you're just going to be careful with, with the digital gifts that you send and just make sure that they're appropriate. 
Yep, you're right, Gihan. And that's all about getting to know the people in your team and uh, and choosing choosing appropriately. But as as parents Daryl said, sometimes money is the best option for some people. So instead of just giving them something that you think they would like, especially if you're in that phase where you, you're not uncertain, you're a little uncertain about their preferences, then money uh, money is a good stand-in. So it gives that. They, they then have the discretion to spend on something that they would actually prefer um, uh, and probably not at Woolies. So uh, for, for remote workers, that's that's also particularly useful because um, you might not know them as well as your in-office team and it's something that's readily transferable uh, to people who are working remotely from you. So that's uh, uh, that's physical and fiscal gifts, but there's another kind of gift that you might um, offer to people, and that's the gift of quality time. So you can show your appreciation for a job well done by the gift of time, and this does work particularly well in distributed teams because time isn't bound to physical location. So when we say things like quality time, often people think of that as time with somebody else and probably in uh, Gary Chapman's original book, that's actually what it meant. But here, Lois cleverly twisted that to uh, to um, the concept of t- quality time for team members. So that can be things like just taking time off. So giving someone an extra day off work because they, they worked really well and they got the job done early, you can give them them time off or perhaps they could bank that time off and, and add it to the next time they take leave or a vacation. People love that kind of thing, having extra long holidays. Or you might um, say, well, as a reward for something, uh, we can now give you uh, greater flexibility around the work times that you have. Um, flexible arrangements, particularly around work times, are something people absolutely love these days. Uh, so that's a great gift. Um, and it doesn't necessarily just mean time away from work. It could be uh, time for people to focus on uh, things like professional development. So time to pick up a new skill or you might give them the opportunity to attend a conference or a workshop on something that is related to work or perhaps time to complete uh, an online course, a MOOC. There's plenty of those around these days. Or it might, instead of being time for professional professional development they could focus on personal development so perhaps giving them time off where they could go and um, devote time to their favorite cause or charity yeah the other thing chris is not just time off but it's time with you so some people will value time with you as a mentor some extra time that they can have uh, which is easier for um, in office teams because you can set up in-person meetings quite easily but it just requires a little bit more coordination when you're working with your remote team members and just setting up the communication that way and also it doesn't only have to be time with you it might be that you buy or you pay for time for them to uh, deal with people uh, in the professional role um, locally so you could pay for them to have a local mentor or to join the local chapter of their professional association or to join meetup groups and other local events so think about ways that you can help them by giving them the gift of time very good, Gihan. So, and following on from the idea of a gift of time, there's also the ideas of um, acts of service. So, you can do things for for the people in your team that you want to express gratitude to. 
to. So one of the things you could consider is that you commend them and their good work to others, to people outside of your team, not just within your team. So you might, for example, single out an individual for praise or congratulate the entire team on, on a job well done. If you've got something like a, a news blog on the company website, then you could publish an article there that talks about a piece of work that someone or your whole team has done recently and, and done successfully. Or if your company has a program like um, Employee of the Month and that's published in the company newsletter, then you could um, nominate your team member in that way and then everyone in the company gets to, to hear about this star worker of yours. And also outside of your team, you can uh, be champion or advocate for them in the organisation. So uh, in leadership meetings or, or other meetings of that nature, you could support any requests for additional time off or pay increases for particular members of your team or the team as a whole, or you could promote them for uh, advancement within the organisation. Yeah, and I just think of acts of service as being doing favours for people. So just you might have to be a bit creative with your remote workers, but also think of ways that you can help them in their personal life, and that quite often means that you help them in their local environment. So if you can pull some strings to get them a booking at a nice local restaurant, you may not live in that city or that town, but you may be able to. You may have a contact there that you can do that, and um, you may be able to give them access to corporate discounts, things like. Qantas Club memberships or buying a car on the corporate package. Those are sort of things that may not fit within their, their standard pay grade. So you may have to go bend the rules a little bit, but it might be something that you may be able to advocate on their behalf for them. Um, or you know, donate some of your products to their kids' school. They're, they're a gift from, the, from your company and your organization, not because you're um, doing this as promotion, but it's because you're helping raise the profile of, the, of their mum or dad. That's right. That's right, Gihan. So as you've said, these public acts of service are particularly important in distributed teams where people outside of your team might not be aware of the remote members of your team. So again, it's this out of sight, out of mind mindset from the perspective of people who are external to your team. So these kinds of acts of service help to make others aware of your remote team members and, and the work that they're doing. And again, it's about getting to know your team members, understanding their preferences. So make sure that, uh, that the people that you're um, expressing gratitude towards are aware of the actions that you're taking on their behalf, that they're comfortable with your advocacy. For example, you know, don't put them forward for a role that you think that they that they don't want or that they can't do. So always can and also connect those actions with the good work that the team that the team member has done, so that they understand why they're receiving uh, this particular action. Good. Okay, so the last one, the fifth of these five uh, languages for expressing gratitude is physical touch. And we were going to leave this one out because we were thinking, how can you make that happen in mm. a distributed team? Um, because the, your team members, by definition, your remote workers are remote. They're not there. But we're going to cover it and because it wasn't easy for distributed teams, but it is possible in some circumstances. You do have some of your team members who are part-time telecommuters. They might work two days from home, three days in the office. You might have remote workers who are visiting the office from time to time. You might, you, you might have you visiting your remote workers from time to time. For example, Nikki, my partner, um, she visits her staff in Adelaide every couple of months, and so she spends time with them um, or there are times when everybody gets together for a conference and so the opportunity for people to be there physically in person uh, does happen even with your distributed teams with your remote workers and 
the one thing we'd caution you is to be even more careful and more aware of what's appropriate and what might be construed as inappropriate in those sort of situations. Uh, you may take for granted that we're a, we're a hugging workplace or we pat each other on the back or slap each other on the back uh, to, to say thank you and to express gratitude and praise. But it's, don't assume that your remote workers have the same understanding as your in-office workers. And again, be aware of cultural differences. Um, they may have never presented themselves before because you've done everything through remote communication. But things like shaking hands, pat on the back, um, a hug, even lightly touching members of the opposite sex might be seen as inappropriate and might make them cringe and just feel uncomfortable. So you have to be just more aware than, than ever before, and especially with your remote team members. Very good, Gihan. Okay, so let's wrap things up. So I think three messages uh, should have come through loud and clear here. Firstly, make sure that you express gratitude first and foremost. Uh, and when it comes to your remote workers, you might have to work a little harder to achieve that, but it's certainly worthwhile. And for each individual, they're going to have different preferences, so uh, make it match and be relevant to the individual to whom you're expressing gratitude. But another important message that is implicit in these three, and it's worth spelling this out, it means that you've got to get to know your workers, you've got to understand them well to do things like match praise and, and gratitude to the individual and their preferences. So for in-office teams, you get to know this kind of naturally because you're around these people each day, um, but it doesn't happen so easily with your remote team members. So you have to put in the extra effort that's required to get to know them well. But uh, if you do this before you need to thank them, uh, then you can make those thank yous much more personal and much more meaningful. Yeah, great. Great. And uh, thank you, Chris. I really enjoyed this conversation. Absolutely, Gihan. Thank you as well. You've done a great job. <laughs> Good. Your gift, your gift is not in the mail. <laughs> That's right. I'll send you some money. <laughs> so, yes, so we'll have uh, some links to some of the things that we talked about here um, in this episode in the the podcast notes uh, for this episode. And you can find all of that at talenteverywhere.com.au. Thanks again, Gihan, and see you next time. Thanks, Chris. Bye for now. For show notes, past episodes, and more, visit talenteverywhere.com.au. And remember, great minds don't think alike.